espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Balcão da área, vem para Jeremy Schuch, cruzou Gilberto, que confusão vai ser o primeiro, tirou para dentro! Absolutamente fenomenal da parte de Otamendi. Vai a Rafa isolado para o gol. A Chapelada tirou para dentro. Faltava o gol do Ribatejano. É Benfica, é Benfica, é Benfica. Só nós sentimos isso. Good evening. Welcome to episode 95 of Who Continue My Fikista podcast. Amsterdam awaits us today. We are off the back of an emotional roller coaster, uh, which seems to be the normal for, for Benfica these days. Uh, with me, Mike, your host. I got Bill. I got Oscar. Kenny may be joining us. Gentlemen, how are we? All right. Better than I thought I was. <laughs> A lot better uh, than I thought. Everyone had the uh, alcoholic beverages queued up just in case today was going to be a painful one. I'm sure many people expected it to be a painful one. Uh, we have a lot to unpack today in terms of today's game. Uh, first time back since the the draw against Bovista. We're not going to really touch on that game specifically. We'll talk about today's game and we can kind of throw in some comparisons um, that we kind of saw uh, from that game on Friday to, to the game today. Um, for those of you tuning in, uh, feel free to leave us your thoughts, your comments, your feedback, your opinions. Um, you can vent to us in the chat. Let us know what you're thinking. Para a malta que esteja a ver em português, esteja à vontade de deixar os vossos comentários, as vossas opiniões na caixa de comentários. E nós iremos abordar certamente. Hoje temos o podcast em inglês, mas também temos o nosso podcast em português. Por isso, agradecemos desde já vocês seguirem aqui o nosso cantinho. Let's let's just kick it off here. Um, two two Benfica Ajax, um, uh, a lineup that I would say surprised a little bit. Vlaco uh, Limbos in goal, Grimaldo Vertonghen, Otamendi, Gilberto, uh, Everton, uh, Weigel, Tarap, Rafa, Gonçalo Ramos, and Darwin up top. Uh, Gonçalo Ramos again playing kind of in a hybrid role, um, like a false nine, but also kind of like a midfielder. Uh, I'm not going to give my opinion yet as I'll get into it. Uh, um, abraço Carlos, tuning in from, uh, the UK. Uh, I'll, I'll throw my thoughts in as we go through this. Um, Oscar, I'll start with you. Uh, first of all, give us your thought on what you thought the result was going to be, right? I know we had a back and forth in the group chat this morning about where we thought it was going to end up. 
I know Kenny and Oscar, or Kenny and Bill were more on the uh, pessimistic side, um, expecting the worst. But again, I know what they were doing. It was one of those mentality games where it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna say that we're gonna get smashed, and then you know when we do get smashed, they're gonna be like, told you so, right? And then when we don't get smashed, it's like, oh well, yeah, good job, guys. I know that, that game. Isn't that Oscar's realism? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and I'm sure that there were many. Uh, non Benfica fans that were hoping that we were going to get fucking trampled. Um, and fortunately that wasn't the case. Um, so thoughts on what you expected going in and, and what you saw from the game. And then were there any surprises in that lineup specifically Tarap coming in, Joe Mario on the bench and even Gilberto getting the start. Uh, all right. So I thought the game was, they, Benfica played an open game. Uh, it was. It reminded me of the game that we played against Barcelona. It was. We gave them the possession, but then we we countered, and and I think that's where we we get the best of Darwin. We get the best of like the fast guys up top, and uh, and and even Rafa. Right. Uh, finally, we saw some Rafa today that we haven't seen in the last month or so. So I was happy to see that. I was I was happy to see the Garra that they think had played with today. Um, it, it was the, the, the team. I mean, Tarap starting didn't surprise me because he, he came in against Bovista and he actually was was a good player, I guess, with our best player, I guess, Bovista, right? But in a, but did it surprise you in the sense that a guy like Tarap against a team like Ajax, who, who transitions well yeah. and attacks well, a guy like Tarap typically gives the ball up in bad positions, right? I know that for me, I was a bit concerned given that it was a midfield too. Right. No, I, I, I was expecting if Tarap played, I was expecting probably Ramos to be taken out, right, and uh, and playing another midfielder. So Tarap could play the, the false nine type of position, right? Uh, that would help the midfield defend a little bit, like Tarap does. You know, it hustles back, and it would help uh, the move the ball forward, right, which Tarap does really well. So if I was if if the only change I would do is that is that I would keep a trap ten, but I'll probably take, have taken out Ramos and uh, and started like a, was is Jean Mario not available? He was. He was on the, the bench. bench. Yeah. Um, so but so I think it, it's I, just he's lacking fitness from being. He, out he is. Over. He is. And and but but even if you add a Paulo Bernardo or Jean Mario and then just that up ten and Vigo in the middle gives us the strength that we that in the middle that secure it would basically make me feel a little better or easier coming into this game but these guys surprised me they played they played a lot of garra they they gave it all um you could tell the ajax is a better team you can uh, as a team not 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 individually but a team they're better right mm-hmm. so it, it's a it, like to me it was it was more like i was surprised by how well benfica you know put up a fight against them and it, we we look at the goals we gave away it were like the hell man what we could have easily won this game we could have easily won this game so, but it was it was a good surprise. I mean, a two-two, I'll take because I was expecting in my heart. I was expecting like I I wanted the win because I said a two-one win, right? Yep. But in 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 my all, I'm like shit. We're gonna get smoked. We we're not gonna stand a chance because they, especially how they started the first half, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we basically slowly came, came into the game and we we evened it out and then actually were better than them. I agree with you. Let me just touch on some comments here. Um, Ed Milson. Lopes, foi o melhor jogo do Benfica esta época. Já agora, para a malta que esteja a ver, mais uma vez, estejam à vontade de deixar os vossos comentários em português. Uh, nós iremos uh, falar sobre eles. Uh, hoje temos o nosso podcast em português, mas também temos aqui um podcast em... Uh, hoje temos o podcast em inglês. Também temos um podcast uh, em português, uh, mas hoje uh, é o nosso podcast em inglês, mas estejam à vontade de deixar os vossos comentários. Admilson disse foi o melhor jogo do Benfica esta época. Uh, Fred 
que Salvoeiro também esteve lá na Catedral hoje. Uh, boa noite, pessoal. Hoje jogou-se mais ou menos, Tarate fez um bom jogo. Admiro-se souberam pressionar, posicionar e definir bem em muitos momentos e Tarapte fez um bom jogo atualmente, o melhor oito dentro do plantel. Oscar, I'll, I'll stick with you and then I'll pass it to Bill. Thoughts on um, these comments, right? Do you think it was Benfica's best game this season it, it in was, terms of Tarapte? The season, I wouldn't say the season because we've had games against Braga. We we, we won 6-1 and that's But given, the given the context, I guess, and the right. uh, opponent. It, The, the, and if you say the last five, four months, I say it's the most complete game Befica's had. Not that like yeah. it, we had we had a game like our first half was nothing special, but as in and we usually. But I think the a, first half we were a bit more timid. Right, we were yeah. just kind of trying to get used to them and and get into their and to figure them out, right? And we were uh, you felt that you were afraid to play them, mm -hmm. right? And then we got used to them and we played better than them. I think we had a, the, the, this game was one of the most complete games against a really really good team. And oh. and I and, and when it comes to Tarap being our best number eight, it's it's I think it's form. And we he's he's had a few uh, four three three four games straight that he was like looked like a superstar, and then he fell off the charts, and he was like one of our worst players. So I think right now he's playing. He's 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 really he's above João Mari. What João Mari can offer at the current moment, but I don't know if he'll be for you know going forward. Correct, matter of consistency. Fred says, Tarata é o único que leva a bola para a frente, comete alguns erros quando arrisca demais, mas acho que quer o Benfica, estudou mal o Ajax, basta fazer passo para trás dos defesas e pode ser que conseguimos marcar mais golos. True, um, Ajax isn't, they don't concede many goals, but they also don't give up the possession very often, right? And I think we saw in the second half that Ajax took a step back and Benfica was on top of the game There was, you know, every time we broke, it seemed like it was, you know, a 3v3, 3v4. Um, Rafa had a couple situations. So I thought it was interesting that we were able to expose uh, Ajax in that second half. And just like, in my opinion, I've criticized Nelson Verissimo for adjustments that he's made poorly and it's impacted the team negatively. I thought that in that second half, like you said, Oscar, right? The first half, I felt we were very timid. Conceding that early goal, I felt like the team was like, shit, you know, We don't want to get smashed here. Not um, again. But they Take reacted. The they reacted well. Um, and then in the second half, it was like they flipped the switch, and it was like we had the ball more. We were more objective in what we did in the final third, um, and we missed some chances. And, and Ajax also missed chances as well. Um, but we also missed chances. We could have won that game. Bill, thoughts on the game? Um, what you expected and what we saw? Um, and just quickly, Diogo, uh, um abraço para ti, Diogo. Carlos Pereira, ser tirando o lance do Grimaldo e o Rafa que não gosta de trabalhar, foi um grande Benfica, lá ganhamos 0-1, espero que seja esse o caso. Uh, bigode à Benfica, boa noite, um abraço, hoje já é tarde aí desse lado, mas boa noite e obrigado por uh, participares aqui no nosso cantinho hoje. Bill, thoughts on what you expected and thoughts on what you saw? Yeah, I definitely was be honest, more on be the, honest. the negative side. I, I thought it could have got... I, I think my prediction was 2-1, but I, I thought it could have easily... But you know you didn't want to say 2-1. You wanted it to be higher. Yeah. Are you expecting but, yeah, it to be exactly. higher? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did expect it to be higher. Because I, I, I actually is one of those teams like Bayern. Once they get one, they tend to get them in bunches. And we saw that in the group stage of the Champions League. They would score goals in, in bunches in quick succession. Um, so I thought, I mean, predict 2-1, but I thought it could get out of hand um, quickly. But... I was, 
I was surprised with how we we reacted after that first goal. Um, we've seen plenty of times this year where we can see the super goal like that and the team kind of drops their head and you can tell in the body language of the players that they're well Visa like, is a perfect demor- example. Yeah, like they were just demoralized, like shit, not again, type of thing. Um but they they fought back. They, it wasn't a pretty game, not in the least. Like it was ugly battle. It was but, more heart for me than yeah. Skill, they I didn't felt. they didn't play well, and I was getting so pissed because they we kept trying to play out of the back, and every time we did, we fucking put ourselves in in, in, in trouble. And that first goal was right off of a clearance from from Vaco to, to Grimaldo, and Grimaldo takes a, a horrendous touch that sends I think it was Anthony in. And then we had, and then uh, Tadic was in the back post wide open. But, um, and I must say that a lot of people criticized, right? The goal, I think, starts obviously from Grimaldo's terrible touch. Um, But a lot of people criticized Gilberto because he wasn't there. Tadic was wide open. But in fairness, Benfica is coming out from the back, right? And that play happens really fast. Right. Like Grimaldo takes a terrible touch, right? If so, if Grimaldo, if, if Gilberto's basically in the same position Grimaldo was on the opposite side to give them a length or width, right? Like we can't expect him in a snap of a finger no. to end up being back to where the hell Tadic was at that moment. No. And I think, I think Otamendi, Otamendi read, I think it was him in the middle. He, it looks like he, he read it wrong because it looks like he got a little too deep. And then when he realized how deep he was, he like tried to kind of ship back out, but he slipped or something. And, but I, even if he read it right, I don't think he would have been able to get back and and um, get in front of Tadic. And he's a lefty too, and he fucking puts that thing yeah. top corner off a of bounce with his right. I'm, foot. I don't know I if mean, he mishit it or if he meant to tuck it that way, but it, it was it, like he sliced it, an, it. It was a nice hit. It was a good, it, shot. It, 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 was a good it, shot. It was top corner. It was a nice hit. Um, but I, I agree with what Oscar said. I think we came in a bit timid, and then in that second half, you could definitely tell we kind of grew into the game and by the end, I, I thought we completely controlled the game and um, maybe could have come out with, with a win. I, I think there was, there was a few chances there um, where we cut, probably could have uh, squeezed in another goal. But I mean, if you had told me before the game started two two draw, I would have taken it hands down, especially against Ajax, the way they've looked um, all season. But anyway, I was surprised given how we looked on Friday and coming to today was like polar opposites, I, I think. What do you think about the play with Gonçalo Ramos in the box? Fred says, Steve mesmo na luz e houve um penalti claro sobre o Gonçalo Ramos. What do you think of that, Bill? The, the contact's light. It's soft. I'll, I'll agree with that. And I don't think, I think the way Ramos goes down, I don't think that helps him at all. But if that's Ronaldo... That's a PK, hundred percent. If that See, is Ronaldo I, taking that touch and getting clipped on the heel like he got clipped, that's a PK. No, but but there's a there's a, if you look at the uh, well the picture the frames the, the still frames, frame it looks the, like he steps he on his ste- leg. He steps on his on his heel. But on his the heel real play, he doesn't step on him. His he foot's catches, in the air. Catches like his cap. Like his, his foot's in the air. Yeah. Area. Yeah. But he catches him. And he does. I'm telling you, I wouldn't. If but that I was think, Ronaldo I think or it's, Messi or Mbappe, one of the, if, if I don't one know, of those, I would not be Europe. shocked. It's if the big that leagues. Is a PK. This isn't the Portuguese league. I, I was immediately of the opinion. I was chatting with with John Lamedown, and 
I said the same thing. I thought that it was extremely light. I didn't think it was a penalty. Um, just like I don't think that the one on the other side before our goal was a penalty either, yeah, right? Like there's there's not. a there's a touch, but the player's looking for it. It's a contact sport. Like I think those penalties potentially get called in the Portuguese league. When it comes to the big leagues, I don't. I'm not surprised that they didn't call it. Because if that was against us, I would have been pissed off as hell if they called that penalty oh, yeah. against us. Very light touch. Oscar, right. did you? Did you agree? You think it was a penalty? I mean, no penalty? I, I I agree that it's light, but when I then I didn't see the like I saw a few replays and the replays didn't seem like 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 Ramos was looking for it. But then I saw the still picture that they showed on yep. the Figa TV, and they're like, and the guy steps on his heel, and I'm like, man, I didn't see that live, right? I didn't see that on the replays. So I thought that that's, if they had this still picture and the VAR, they should have called this PK. So, yeah, it's tricky. The, the still images are deceiving, right? When you don't see the actual video play out, even when you slow down the play, sometimes it it portrays a different image of, of what really happened. Diogo brings up a good point here. Red card on Anthony. Um, Oscar, what did you think about that melee? All right. So usually when two guys come with the heads together, right? Usually it's a yellow, yellow. Yep. Right. So right there, Darren goes to the goes goes to the Valniadu because he has a yellow already. So Fair. so I think I think he held back and showing both guys yellows and only showed Anthony a yellow for the ex- extra that he did. Um, I I because I, obviously with two guys touch heads, I don't even care if one is not looking for it. It's yellow yellow, and, the, and the, in this case, Darren goes to, gets a red and the other guy gets only a yellow. So but he uh, but but Anthony makes a motion to yeah. But yes, so, if he gives a yell, a red to 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 Anthony, he gives a yell to Darwin. So they both they both go. Fair, but in the scheme of the second leg, do you think there's more of an impact if Anthony's gone opposed to Darwin, or do you think it's a I similar think, impact? I, I, I think, think it's Dar- Darwin similar. would be. A- I think no, Dar- I think Darwin would have been a bigger loss for us, uh, especially especially the way when when we know they're going to have all the possession and we're going to be playing more of a counterattack. I think Darwin's crucial for us, yeah. and then I it's agree. crucial for them to have Anthony because when they have possession, he's probably their best player. So so it's it's a it's a give and take, but I think Darwin at this moment is more crucial for us than that he is for them. Fair, Bill. Do you agree with that? No, I agree. I my my only thing is like you mentioned that head motion, like he Correct. did make that. That headbutt motion kind of toward Darwin. Typically, when you see that, especially with VAR now, any kind of motion like that is is a direct red. Yep. Um, but looking at it, the way Oscar kind of played it out, I kind of agree with that. Like most of the times, if two guys are coming head to head, because Darwin, he was the one that kind of leaned in first. He did. So if so, it's yellow yellow. If you don't, you're going with that yellow yellow then or yellow red, then Darwin's gone too. So. I, mean, I think he kind of. That's a good perspective. I didn't think about that, Oscar, but that's a good point, right? Because Darwin was already on a yellow. Yeah, but a so, stupid foul to get in the second yeah, half. I think, stupid right? Stupid foul. Um, let's see here. We have uh, Fred said or Ricardo said. Ainda não percebi bem qual a função de Gonçalo Ramos e claramente Nelson Veríssimo não é treinador para o Benfica. Oscar, what did you think about this? I thought that. Gonzalo Ramos, for me, in the first half, didn't really do much. We've talked about him in the past weeks that as a striker, he's not scoring goals. Um, He's not getting many assists. Uh, But in that second half, I thought he had a ridiculous 45 minutes. I mean, off the ball, he was working back. He was first line of pressure. Um, And just as I've criticized him, I think we need to 
hats off to him in that second half. He worked his socks off. No, no, I agree. Uh, I think I think he needs. I didn't think he would start this game. Um, I thought, like I said, I I, w- I would put Tarapton playing behind the striker or as a as a number type of eight between eight and nine, that number ten type of position, and I would have left Ramos on the bench, right? But and then I would have put Ramos in fresh in the second half, at some at sixty minutes to do what he did in our second half here, which is work his socks off to to you know to try to get a result, but. I I don't know I don't know what I what I can expect from Ramos. He's a workhorse. He works hard. He runs nonstop. But man, I I want more from him. Meaning, like in the final third, I want goals. I want I want assists. I want something. Darwin last year wasn't scoring goals, but he's assisting. Yep. We're not getting this from Ramos, so I don't know. And like João Felix, he's trying to use Ramos as a João Felix, right? But João gave us goals, gave us assists. So I don't know. I don't know how long we can go until he starts producing. Bill, what do you think? My biggest criticism of him is his decision making. There was he played well in the second half, but I, there were still times where he got the ball, like on the goal. Like why? Oh, I literally like almost lost thirty it. yards out with your weak foot. <laughs> yep. Shoot it! Like it was a decent shot, but it looked, but it was, it he really, had guys. It looked like it was on frame. Like it, it looked like it was going. It was and going in over. fairness, the goalie. Fucked that up. Like, yeah, he could have easily straight up. He could have easily put it wide. Yeah, well, it, it, ball's already going wide, but he could have easily pushed yeah. it wider. Yeah, but I, I think it's we've seen it game in and game out. Like his decision making when he has the ball at his feet isn't there yet, and you would expect that at, at this age and. But it'll come with time, right? He's playing in position in a hybrid position that he, you know, according to Nelson Verissimo, he played in the Futamasan, right? He played in a midfield role. He plays as a striker. Right, so he's adapting to not only the pressures of being a more regular in the the A team, but also playing in a position that you know he probably hasn't played that often in the last you know two years of his career. So I, I can give him the leeway there, but I, I go back to what Oscar said. Right, while he's working hard. You know what uh, Red Baron SLB says here. A função do Gonçalo Ramos é fazer a ligação entre o meio campo e o ataque. Abre linhas de passe no meio e atrai os laterais dando espaço aos extremos quando abrem. I agree with that. Estou completamente de acordo. But for a player like him, who's the closest guy to your striker, he needs to give us something, right, from the midfield, right? Whether it's an assist, whether it's a goal, right? And sometimes it's unfair, right? Because you don't see, right, he can open up space for someone else that ends up creating a goal. Um, but again, that decision making is is a pain point for me. Uh, and fortunately, the goalie helped us out on that second goal. But I almost lost it when he took the shot instead of passing it wide. But fortunately, it worked out. Um, uh, let's see. Carlos Pereira says, "Quando digo que o Rafa não gosta de trabalhar, é no sentido que não ajuda na defesa. Quando viu o Tadic algumas vezes sozinho na direita." I, I can on that point. I saw Rafa coming back and defending a, 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 quite a few times today. I caught I, the slight tackle he had on the guy that had the ball, then he kept it between his legs. I mean, he's working hard. And then Rafa has, is a type of player that he gives it all going forward, right? You can't expect the player to run 90 miles an hour going forward and then run 90 miles an hour going back to the other opposite field to defend and help help uh, Gilberto defend. You didn't see that from Everton, and I don't see people criticizing Everton today. Like, like. I think Rafa put in his work today. His first, his first game in probably five that I actually give to him as, I thought, as he put in a good work. I thought the first half he was a bystander, but I thought in the second half he actually showed up. He was, and you can tell you can tell when he shows up if he could play. Correct, a hundred percent. Like that second half where we had more ball, and it seemed like every time we went forward, 
we had pressure on them, right? Yeah. And there was a couple times where it was like a very 50-50 ball, and he just got his toe to it, and he was off to the races. Yeah, right? and it's, it's like funny. It, it, once he turns, it's like, let's see you later. Like the guys exactly. are like, either I stop you by grabbing you yep. or you later. Exactly. But that's the thing, he's right? Like going, when he's, he's, when against... he's on, he's that huge difference maker for us in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Go ahead, Bill. And in this tie, he's going up against Danny Blind, who's not Fast. the fastest guy in the yeah. world. So you would expect, and in the second half, it looked like they took advantage of that, and Correct. he was getting in behind more. And um, I think they ended up taking him off. Danny yeah, they took out Blendy out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had and, that chance in the second half where yeah. he crosses it to Darwin, and I, the defender was. I like should have shot. He should. That back. another he one. I don't understand why he could have taken two more steps and just yeah, put it on it would that. take a hit. But yeah. I don't. But yeah, I, I think that it's. One I, understand. I think it's also a confidence thing because he had a similar situation uh, against Boavista. Right, and he didn't even end up getting a shot off. Tarat played him right. in, and he didn't end up and putting a shot on. So it, it could be a, a confidence thing. Um, Ricardo Salgado says Enrique Araújo com as mesmas, mesmas oportunidades do Gonçalo Ramos tinha muito mais golos e mais assistências. Assistências é possível. Uh, Enrique Araújo is a different type of player. He's, he's more aggressive. He's he's uh, more of a guy in the box. Um, so I, I don't disagree with that. Diogo says, our main mistake in the first half was building plays from the back with Audi like if we had Ederson on uh, in the goal. What do you guys think of that? Because I know that I, in our group chat, said that Audi coming out from the back with his feet worries me a lot. Um, I know that there's a lot of times that he has to make very precise passes, but those are those passes that make a huge difference for a team that wants to play out of the back. Um, but your thoughts on on us playing out of the back and mistakes we made, and if Audi's a guy that we can count on to help us play out of the back, whoever wants I, to. Go I, first. I, I don't. I, I don't think it was the, like I think in the the way we did it in the second half was probably the way I would want to see it going forward. Like pick your moments when to try to play those balls to our outside backs, and more often than not, when you're under pressure in the back, just get rid of the fucking ball. Like I think in the first half. Everything that went back to Vlaco, he was trying to find Grimaldo or Gilberto or Rafa. Like, he was trying to ping these 40-yard passes, and he's a goalie. Like, there's not many goalies in the world that are going to be able to put those balls, like, on the dime to those outside backs. I think you got to pick and choose your moments when to do it. And I think in the second half, he definitely did a better job at it. Um, and like I said, if, if it's not there and you can't do it, just, just fucking get rid of it. Like, don't even attempt it because – then you have – there was plenty of situations in the first half where we tried to go wide with it, horrible first touch, lose possession, and they're, they're countering while we're fucking going up the field. Like, it, it's just – I think we just need to be smarter about it. I, I think – I mean, I saw the, the you know, the Grimaldo bad touch it was, was also a bad pass from uh, from Audi, right? It, wasn't, it was, wasn't but Grimaldo's got to be better there. He's, he's got to be better there, right? But the ball's coming back to him, and he has to, he's a lefty, so he has to control this with his left going backwards, and it, uh, it hits off his, the outside of his foot, right? And But I, I get that there was not the best. But Audi has, hasn't been horrible passing the ball or pinging those balls to the, the wides. It hasn't been. We don't need it. I mean, not not everybody's Edison that puts the ball 90 yards up the field to the forward for, for a tap in. Like you see that probably one one two goals in the world of doing that, right? Correct. So what Audi does, and I think he's he's obviously absolutely better than late with the feet. You came in you came and question that, right? Mm -hmm. 
So that's our best choice. That's our best choice. And I don't think he's that awful putting the ball on the, with, the, with the playing on the field. So, I, I mean, I haven't seen many mistakes with him on with his feet that unless that he doesn't take care of. If he has a, if he gets stuck, he just kicks it out and he does that pr- plenty of times. So I don't I mean, I, I don't know if we have an issue right there. No, I don't disagree. And, and he saved us uh, once in the second half. I can't remember. I, th- I can't remember who towards they played the end, in right? over the top, and yeah, he came out. And, he came and, and, hit his leg. Actually, it was a deflection, and then after the deflection, hit his leg, and that's yeah. that's that was that was probably like that could have been a killer for us. Correct. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, Audi's definitely been a savior for us uh, throughout the season. Um, so, no complaints there. I I think if there's something that he could work on, is you know controlling the space behind the defenders and and with his feet. Is he the worst with his feet? No. Could he be better? Of course. Um, yeah. But again, when we compare him to guys like Ederson, right, it's an unfair comparison. And, 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 and not, let's talk about one of the best keepers in the world, a Liverpool's keeper, right? Um, I've seen mistakes from him with his right. feet that yep. that I that I haven't seen Audi commit, right? Correct. So, so, and he's probably the best goalkeeper in the world right now. I don't disagree. Fred says Grimaldo tem uma lacuna, defende mal, aliás, acho mesmo que o Barcelona há de vir buscá-lo. É jogador para equipas grandes, equipas estas de posse sempre em ataque constante. Do you guys agree with that? Uh, we all we all agreed that Grimaldo is a is a it works best in a system like like the three backs, right? Because it, if it frees him to attack more and doesn't have to make him defend as much. We all know Grimaldo is a type of player like Diogo Gonçalves is not a, a pure left right back or you know or a left back. He's more of an attacking left back or, le- or left wing, right? So he, he benefits with the three backs where he, ha- he has his basically his back covered and he can attack. With this system playing four, we've won campeonatos with them playing in the, in, as a back four, and he's impressed then. But it's not his best. It's not. I don't think that's his best formation for that. Bill, you agree? No, I agree. Yeah, we've all said all along with Grimaldo, his weakness is defending, and it kind of sucks to say when you're a left back, but that's his weakness. But I mean, it, it all. I think it all depends on on the style of play that the team's playing. Like, it, like he's meant. Like Fred mentioned, Barca. If he goes to Barca, I think he's a world class outside back. Because at Barca, you're going to control ninety nine percent of the game. Yeah. You're going to possess, and you're going to be the team going forward, and he's going to be bombing forward. Like he wants to, so I, I, I think it all depends on the team. And he looked good when we had the three back system. Um, and and, and, just, and not, let, let's not forget, he looked good today too. And breaking through he the, played, the I, he, playing through the through, through the midfield and and that cutting people off and passes to going forward. I think he was he was really good. I mean, going forward, and yeah. then and, and then going back, he was also playing Anthony. It's not. Yep, it's yeah. not. No, I agree. It's not. It's not like he was playing like a joke. And he of stopped a him a couple times yeah. in a one on one. So, 100%. I mean, hats off to him because there was a couple times that it was in the first half where Anthony had him at the edge of the box and I thought he was going to toast him and Grimaldo ended up getting away from it. But I did think Grimaldo was better in the second half, especially um, taking the ball out from the back, um, you know, uh, coming inside and the defenders were looking for that pass and, and he was able to break that line of pressure. So I thought that he he looked much better in the second half. Uh, Fred says, Elias Grimaldo joga ainda melhor se tiver colegas de nível superior tal como o Pizzi. Uh, deixei aqui este comentário para dar uma alegria ao Oscar. Que o Oscar Wait, is, is, he, is he joking or is this? No, I think he's, I think he's right. being serious. And, 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 I can talk, <laughs> and, I, and I can talk to that. Players, players like Grimaldo, players like uh, Everton, players like Pizzi, players like, that like to have the ball and in in like, play like a Barcelona type of tiki-taka, 
they need players around those players around each other to play that kind of soccer, right? And that's why I think Grimaldo would benefit Barcelona is because they play that kind of soccer. And and PZ is probably was one of the, those players that played that type of soccer, right? That small tiki taka. So yeah, I agree with Fred. Uh, one question that I did want to raise here to you guys is, <clears throat> uh, or one of, is on on Friday against Boa Vista, we see a first half of Benfica that, to us at the time, probably the best 45 minutes we've played in a long time, uh, right? We score four goals, two of them offsides. Um, we go into the half at 2-0. Second half, we completely fall apart. Um, today... I, we said it in the last podcast and, and I was very uh, consistent or persistent about it, which is this is the the one competition remaining for Benfica, right? So, and it's the, it's the big stage. There's a lot of lights. There's a lot of cameras, a lot of flashes. Um, and if there was a time for the team to step up and, and say present, this was it, right? Like this was their chance. Um, but my question to you guys is, it, it, I think it shows right? Like this team's capable of turning it on and turning it off whenever the hell they please, which again, for me is concerning, right? Like they basically pick and choose like, you know, second half against Movisa, they completely shit the bed, right? Like there, there was a lack of intensity. It was almost like they were already in cruise control thinking about the game against Ajax. Um, and then today, right. While it wasn't always the, the, the prettiest, um, it wasn't always the best collective, uh, performance from just an attitude perspective, from a mental perspective, right? You go down early, you know, 20 minutes in against Ajax and, and all of this hoopla all week about how Ajax has scored 39 goals in their last 10 games and they've only conceded five and they've scored 110 goals in the league or whatever the case may be. It, it would have been very easy for this team to completely unravel going down 1-0 at home uh, against this Ajax team. And, and for whatever reason, right, I, I, and we can discredit Ajax as much as we want, but I think we have to give credit to Benfica that they reacted very well given the circumstances and what we've seen from the last two months. But does it? do you guys get the same sense as I do that it's it's almost like a switch? Like, okay, today we're going to fucking go balls to the wall. Tomorrow is the Campeonato we're playing against Vizela. Ah, fuck it. You know, we'll go out there and kick the ball around and whatever happens, happens. Is, am I the only one seeing this or is, do you guys I, see it as well? I think, I think because we have... S- the players that we have, like we have the Otamendis who have played in Manchester City. We have Vartogan who played uh, Tottenham and played in other, in in you know, top clubs. He's a captain. Belgian, Belgian. Captain. yeah. So we have we have players that that like almost the Portuguese can be not to to them is like shit, right? Like like they they don't they don't I, I don't know if that's how I feel sometimes I see these plays I'm like they don't care about what the Portuguese can be not to and they, they're a totally different player or play differently when they go to play in Champions League or they play for the national team so because it's something like it's a bigger stage that's what they 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 know they know that they care about that that stage Portuguese can be not to they're like to me that's how, that's that's how I feel but isn't that a problem it is a problem. It is a problem. problem. Like it's a it's a mentality thing for the club, right? Like, yeah. and that's where we go back, right? We talk about like Benfica buys the you know the the pretty boys, the finesse guys, right? And and the Portos of the world buy the guys that are gonna fucking chip at your ankles, whether it's a friendly in the parking lot or whether it's a Champions League game, right? So, like I, again, I think it ties back to the mindset and the the type of player that Benfica buys. Bill, what do you think? I mean, we've we've touched on that all season, right? Like 
these guys have shown a lack of of garra, right? They haven't fought for stuff all year. Like there's a handful of games, this one included, where you can kind of say, yeah, this team fought for it and they got the result without playing well, but they fought. Um, and it does come down to the type of players you sign. And it is very concerning when um, on Friday you can look like that in the, in the second half and today you show up and you put in probably – under Verissimo, definitely our best 90 minutes. I mean, 100%. the first half we looked a little sloppy, but that second half we looked, I thought, probably the best second half we've, I've seen in, in a long time from us. Yeah. Um, it's 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 concerning that it takes a Champions League game for you to kind of get up for it when shit has hit the fans so bad in the league that you can't, like, get motivated to fucking try to write the ship in the league. Like, you should be able to motivate yourself for a league game when you've dropped points left and right since January. Dude, I think I think we just have some of the players in our team are like are not the players that we are used to seeing. We're not we're, we're not seeing Enzo Perez is on the on the field anymore. We're not seeing Javi Garcia is on the field anymore. You saw Javi Garcia against us with Webista. You can still see the guy the guy plays with, right? Yep. And 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 we have players like Weigel and stuff like that, the, and Jean Mario and and players that have been a, that have been a playing for the top teams in the world, and they feel like they like hey Tokyo Pesciara type. It just it just they're doesn't. Soft. Yeah, they're soft. They like they don't. I don't see the guard today. I saw it. Otamendi is probably one of the only ones that actually shows it in day in and day out, right? But everybody else, it feels like they're just they're. I think Vertonghen has this year. I think. I can't remember many games where I think for Tongan is. Vertonghen's always been a different he's, way. He's, he's, been, he's been the same, just consistent. Vertonghen's yeah. good thing is being consistency. He, yeah. he's, he doesn't show the garra like he's got, like Otamendi, where he almost wants to fight the world. It's, I mean, but, there's not many but players. He's, more, he's, 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 a, he's a calm a calm guy. Like, Luis Zalan was like an Otamendi. He used to, like, uh, if something went wrong, if we're losing 5 0, he'll probably get a red card because he's he's pissed off, right? But Vertonghen, he, he holds it together. He's, he's more of like a. A, a quiet but shows consistency yeah i agree um red baron says here before i go to the yoga's comment i the hope i have ix is normally weaker at home and i was just looking at the stats here um ix at home in the league has 12 games played 28 points um so out of 36 potential they got 28 so they lost eight points away from home they have 11 games played 29 points so they're one one point better away with with one more game or one less game. Um, but they have 46 goals scored, three goals conceded. But again, I think that from what we saw today, there are things that we can capitalize on in this IX team. Is it going to be like this there? Probably not. I, I said it in our group chat earlier today, and we'll touch on it before the end of the podcast. Of I, I expect a similar game to what we went through in Turin against Juve in that second leg. But what, what happens what happens if we tie 0-0, zero, zero, one, 1-1? One? We go to PKs overtime. or it goes to overtime. Overtime. And so it's I think basically that's like our, another game. Yeah. That's like our this is like our, our saving grace here, right? The way no goals don't count. Correct. Which helps. Right. If, so if we, we had the way goal right tie, now, we'd be we fine. Tie, we go to, we so, go to so someone, PKs. Yeah, someone has to win. Someone yeah. has to win in this game, right? There's if it's a tie it's going to go to overtime. It's going to go to penalties. Um, Diogo says uh, about Yadam Chuk's celebration. I don't know if you guys noticed. Um, is there any real risk of him being off in the second leg due to that political touch? Uh, for those who didn't see it, he when he scored, he took his jersey off and he had a uh, black shirt underneath, which is 
uh, I forgot what it was called, but it's basically the symbol of the, the Ukrainian, like, Ukrainian uh, trident. Trident, yeah. So basically, like, the, uh, the armed forces basically supporting his country given the current situation. I mean, I, from what I heard in his interview, said the club supported him and knew that he had it and was backed him up. So, huh? so uh, I mean, if he does get suspended I mean, for a second game. We've seen stuff like this before. Like, there's there's players that have had, like, shirts underneath for typically right, UEFA all sorts of stuff. Polit- you're supposed to leave that politically. Yeah, out. typically UEFA FIFA hate the political aspect of it. But was it political? Well, with a certain, what's going on, it is. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how this plays out, but hopefully. But uh, it goes into a topic that I wanted to touch on was Yadam Chu comes in 60th minute or 62nd minute. Um, he ends up finding that second goal. I thought he looked good again. Um, I think he he brings us something different in that f- uh, front three. Um, Red Baron says it's also seen in Nazi celebrations, that same symbol. That's my concern. I didn't know that. So thank you for letting us know, Red Baron. I, um, it'll be interesting to see what, what UEFA does here. Uh, Hopefully, if Benfica supported his decision, that they would have thought this through. Um, but then again, they could have said, listen, we support the decision if you happen to score because we're going to... I think, in essence, it also shows support for the player and his personal uh, things, right? So, yeah. but again, if it has ties to, to Nazis and, and that sort of thing, I guess we'll see what comes of it. Unfortunately, I don't know enough about it, but uh, you know, it's a good shout. We'll see what what comes of it, but hopefully it's nothing uh, drastic, but thoughts on, on Yaramchuk. I think him, a lot of people say that him and Darwin can't play together in, in a front two. Maybe, maybe they need more time to work together in a front through two. They're two very different strikers. Um, I, I do think that Darwin gives us a lot more coming in from the left. And in the second half, when Yaramchuk came in, I felt like the team looked more fluid in the front three, right? Darwin coming in one-on-one on that left side. He had a couple crosses. He had one that I think it was uh, Gravenberg who who cleared yeah, it cleared out for it. corner yeah, kick. Yeah, Yadam Chuk was right there to tap it in, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it just creates a different dynamic, and it gives us something that, for example, Everton doesn't necessarily give us, right? Because Everton likes to come inside. He doesn't like to go to the, to the end line. So what do you guys think of, and I know that we've talked about it before, right? Yadam Chuk for most has been, and I think Oscar said it as well, that, He's been the bust of the season, right? And in, in air quotes here, in the sense of his value versus what the expectation was, right? Not that he's a bad player, right? And no, right, correct right. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, not that he's a bad player, but given his price tag, given the expectation, given he's a Ukrainian international, given what he did at the Euro, the expectation naturally is going to be high. And unfortunately, he hasn't delivered, but not to say that he can't or won't. Yeah, correct. correct. Um, but thoughts on you know what we saw again today from Yadam Chuk and and if if you guys are starting to see or believe that he could be something um beneficial for us in the future because I know there's been rumors of you know is he going to leave in the summer you know what did you guys think of what you saw and do you think that it, it could work with the front three of, of Darwin Yadam Chuk and Rafa for example well it could because he because you saw in the second half when when he took out Everton and uh he put in Yadam Chuk right so we played a four three. It looked like a four three three at that time, right? Yep. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> me too. It scared me because I'm like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" And I thought, "There goes the move that we're not we, yep. we expected." Yep. You're, you're, gonna have to fuck up. 
for him yeah. to fuck up. But then he didn't touch anything else for until like last few minutes of the game. And but I think it's because he felt the team was doing well. Right, but the team was doing good against what yeah, we should many, do. And then correct, how many correct. times? But how think, many times have he made yeah. subs that are? But do you think up? it's in his head now? Like fuck, all right, the team's doing yeah, good. Dude, Let me not exactly. touch it. No, and that's and that was my scare. My coach, there goes the sixty-two minutes taken out exactly a winger. Let's put it. Okay, exactly. It's a time clock. And the alarm went off. So, so like I figured, it's going to be a lot more of those coming in, like 68, 70, and then we get fuck up the whole game, and we probably lose by three, four goals, right? So he didn't. He t- he put in Yarmichuk, which came in great, like Mikey said, and we started having the more possession. And I thought it thought it was a good, it was a good, it was a good sub. Took out taking out Everton. I would have, I was just expecting him to take out Ramos again and put Yarmichuk, so uh, so we can keep the, the the midfield there more compact. Um, but he, but it worked out for him. It worked out for him. Yarmichuk came in, Ramuzin, Darwin, and Yarmichuk up, up front were, were delivering. So I, I worked out. And I'm glad he didn't, he didn't make any changes until the end after. <laughs> Bill, what'd you think? <laughs> no, I, I agree. And I think that the front three with, with Yada, Ra, um, Darwin, and Rafa, I think that can work. I think we've seen it work. I think it's just sticking with it. I think they've kind of rotated a little too much. Well, before now they've kind of Verissimo has settled into this this formation with with Darwin up top by himself and Ramos dropping a little deeper, um, but I I think I think it can work and I I, he, I think he his sub coming in and pushing Darwin out wide is what changed the game and I, I think Darwin going up against um, who's the right back Masrawi yes the Mar- I think yeah he was taking that guy on left and right and I think. That's where Darwin has looked his most dangerous. And we saw it in the first half. He wanted – he was always drifting out wide. He, he was never really central all too much. Darwin wants to get wide, get on the ball, and try to cut back in. Um, he's not think, good with his back to the goal. Like that's No, he's not. And I think say. I think Yara does it well. I think Correct. he's – he's showing – I think that – I think it was at the, the first or second part of the game where he played unbelievably with his back to goal, and I think he did it again today. Um and I think whatever we can do to get the most out of Darwin is beneficial for the team. So I think having him play more of that wide um, role, I think we get the most out of him. And I think eventually the goals will start coming for, for from Yada. You, I mean, you have to play your what your strengths are, right? Like us yep. continue to try to put a round peg in a square hole or a square hole, a square peg in a round hole, right? With Darwin playing central, like I get it, right? You want to, try to fit the other pieces around. Um, but I think it's more than obvious that he's more influential for us coming in from the left. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, time will tell if, if he ends up becoming more of a central player, but I think right now, uh, in my opinion, you need to figure out a way to get your best players in. And I think Yadamchuk not being in the starting line for me, I think he's the best all around striker we have in my opinion. When he's fit and in form and confident, I think he's the best all-around striker we have. Now, having a guy like him on the bench is is good depth, but I think it's also a waste of his talent. I think he brings a lot to the table. Um, Carlos says here, Quando o Benfica estava por cima, conseguiu empatar os últimos oito minutos em vez de tentar ganhar o jogo, só os vi recuar e deixar o Ajax sempre com a bola. Sem pressão, nunca se ganha e esses últimos minutos fiquei muito aborrecido com esse facto. Kenny mentioned it as well. Um, Tarap was slow to come off. Um, at the end, I forgot who went down with a muscle injury or a head injury. Um, and it, Kenny got the sense that the team was kind of just trying to pass time at, at that moment. 
do you guys did you guys see it the same way? And do you could it have been the fact that again this was a game of an intensity level that these players aren't used to in Portugal, right? And do you think it was just a matter of like we are fucking gassed, let's kill this game off now. The away goals don't hurt us, right? And let's get away with the draw and not put ourselves in a position where we end up losing this game, given what we yeah. Played. But but you have to like. The Benfica mentality is off so bad right now because we're we're playing at home. We're playing with a, a full stadium of supporters that are pushing for us, right? And we're wasting time so the clock runs out because we are happy with a tie. That's that's embarrassing to me. That is very embarrassing. I Benfica's. I'm used to Benfica. We played Everton, Tottenham, uh, Juventus at home, and we go until the ninetieth minute pushing for to end this game because we're playing at home, right? I know the away goals don't count, but now we have to w- go away uh, win there. And if we won today, we would have got a tie would have been enough there, right? So, so to me is like the mentality is like, man, we suck, and I and a, a tie is a good result, and maybe we get lucky there. Like, but do you think that that mentality is 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 fruit of the current situation, right? Like the team's not playing very well, right? And then. All week you hear about fucking Ajax, 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 right? They smash Sporting, this, that, and the other thing, and they're scoring goals left and right, right? And you went behind, you went behind twice, and you came back, right? And and I'm not disagreeing with you, Oscar, right? Like, the the mindset for a club like Benfica at home, regardless of who the fuck you're playing against, with the exception of, you know, the top four teams, right? The Bayerns, the Liverpools, the Manchester Cities, those teams today, right? I, I completely agree that Benfica should be playing to win, shouldn't be wasting time. Um, but given the current context of the situation, I I can I can almost understand if that was their plan, right? Again, the amount of energy and effort that they put into it is a is a much higher level than what they're used to here in Portugal. Um, and and at times, if I'm being honest, I felt like Ajax didn't even put their foot on the pedal like uh, there were certain times that i'm like i feel like if they really picked up the tempo like they could completely just fucking torch us right but but that was just but i completely agree with you that that shouldn't be Befica's mindset but i i can understand it given the current circumstances i get i I get it but the 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 mentality should be where Benfica were playing at home we have to win this game. Like Red Barons is right, right? Foi uma combinação de indices físicos e confiança. I completely agree. Subscribe totalmente do que Again, physically, they were fucking battered. And from a confidence perspective, like we've seen the last three months, like this team has been an absolute roller coaster. Like it's good, it's fucking shit, right? Gattuso said it perfectly. Sometimes good, sometimes shit. Fortunately, yeah. Unfortunately for us, most recently it's been a lot of times shit, shit and sometimes good. <laughs> yeah. You saw. You also saw Gonzalo Ramos at the end. He did the, this flash interview, right? I didn't he, see the flash interview, he, so give yeah, me some said, info on that. Yeah, he goes. They asked him like uh, how how he goes to uh, towards the last last five minutes of the game. I wanted the clock to end. I wanted the pizza. <laughs> there to, you go. Yeah. So I'm like, and so, he's one of the more physical, more uh, in in yeah. shape ones. He's been playing. Yeah. And he legit, but he goes. But right now, I I, I kind of could go a few more minutes, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. So yeah, so it's like obviously, like it also goes. And then we we criticize Brisbane for making the wrong subs at the wrong times, right? But then you let you let these guys play the whole ninety minutes, and this happens. Like they they're tired in, towards the last last five minutes. It was like like these guys, the commentator, the people, the commenting are saying we looked like we were just ho- happy with the result and holding the, and giving them the ball to defend. 
So it can go either way. But now who, who, he has to, the reason he's a coach. He knows the players that he has. He has to figure out the best system when he makes changes that will refresh the team and not make him worse, right? So that's something he has to figure out, not us. Bill, I also think you have to take into account that it, it is a two-legged tie. Like, it's the Champions League. You got a home and away. Like, away goal's gone now. So you have to take in – you can't just think of the one game, right? Like, if if we had gone balls out to try to get and the win score, at home and right. they score, then we're going to Ajax fuck. Yep. Yep. Right, I like I I agree. You like you want Benfica to fucking win every game, and they should have that mentality. But you get to a certain point, a time point in a game, and you have to start thinking about the second leg. Like it's not just one leg. Correct. We're you at have half time about, right now. Right, you have to think about going to Ajax. Right, going yeah, to yeah, Amsterdam. But 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 Bill, with it going to Amsterdam with a tie, it sucks. It's, it's better, better than, than going to Amsterdam with a loss, right? Yeah, right? Like, but, but if we if we have that, any chance, that very well could have happened. But it could have happened that we got go there with a win. And we could if, have. Like, and, yeah. the, and do we have a better chance of going there with a win or going there with a loss? I think playing at home, we have a better chance of going there with a win because we're playing at home. We have the fans behind us, and we we actually playing well, right? So so this is like guaranteed a team like uh, Vizela or, or Gil Vicente goes to the lose and scores a few goals and we're tied. They would do that kind of stuff to us, right? Or 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 they they would the, the, basically be happy with the tie, right. like. That's what we I felt like we were doing. And Ajax, even though they're a good team, it's a team that Benfica should be competing with. I don't disagree with you. And I, that actually, I thought about it earlier, right? Where, right? where you said Benfica should be competing, right? And we've had this conversation over the course of the last week or so in our group chat is, right, Portuguese teams are unable to compete with the best teams in Europe. Um, right? And we, when, we, when, when we contextualize this whole thing, uh, this Ajax team... Uh, you know, came to Portugal and beat current champions, right? And to many, uh, that team is the the best team collectively and the best team playing football in our country, right? Completely smashed them at home. They went to Netherlands and they got smashed, um, right? And then we have a Benfica team that everyone's been dragging through the mud, including us has been atrocious. We've talked about the terrible, you know, planning of the season, how bad, how inconsistent we've been, right? And and here they come in and right all this talk about Ajax this that and the other thing, we don't compete and all of a sudden we come away with the 2-2 draw at home I- against this Ajax team in a game where we were behind two times. Like I feel like we were able to compete in a situation where no one thought we were going to be able to compete, right? I mean, most people thought we were going to get smashed, right? Kenny was one of them. Oscar, or Bill was one of them. Um, and I'm sure many non-Benfica fans were of that opinion as well. Uh, but I thought that, you know, again, I get the mindset. I think I think your mindset, Oscar, is coming from a place of the Benfica that we grew up watching, right? The Benfica mentality, right? Like we're a big club. We have to, we, we shouldn't be playing for a tie. But again, I think given the context of it all, I'm I'm not. It, it annoys me, but I'm not entirely bothered by it given the current situation we're in. Because again, like Bill said, if if we had tried to push for that third goal, and we get fucked, right? Like I think mentality wise, I think the team came away a hell of a lot better from this result than had they gone balls to the wall. Right. And obviously then we concede and then going there, like now you're really fucked. Right. Because now you, you you're really to. up against it. I mean, you have to win anyways. Right. Because 
it's I, a time. I just, I, I, I look, remember the, the year that Benfica played Barcelona, the Ronaldinho goes to Barcelona, and yep. we, we, we tied at home, and then we went we there lost and lost 2 0, or whatever yep. it was. With the, uh, Moreto like, scored a penalty, saved the penalty at home. Right, Ronaldinho. It, that's like, obviously, we knew Barcelona at the time was a prime Barcelona. It was like the, the elite Barcelona. And at home, we gave them the fight of their life. We played, we could have won that game. Right. And and we the thing I mean so used to be the teams to come to the loose and actually come scared and Mefica playing to win. And no matter what who it was, Mefica comes to like you, you talk about Barcelona now is is one of the worst Barcelonas we've ever seen in our lifetime, right? Like not it's, they're getting better, but when we played them and all that. At their home, I don't see them playing to tie a game or even in the Champions League or group stage. They play to win every single game. They might have not won, won them, but they played to win every single game. They had the possession, they had the chances, they just couldn't score. So that's what I'm used to seeing Benfica playing at home. Even if just the name themselves, the name Benfica, should be enough to to play teams face to face at home and not scared top teams in the world and 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 the whole world. And I don't see that right now from them. I don't disagree, but I think again, it's it's based on the situation we're going through, right? And that Barcelona game is a good example, but. When you think back, right, in the last 10, 12 years, has Benfica gone through a stage like we are right now? Probably not, right? Like, I mean, there was a season where where JJ was the coach and, and we finished 8 or 12 points back of the, the leader. But again, like, it wasn't a situation like we're in today. Um we right. weren't that when we played Barcelona that year. It was it was 2000, 2006, 2007, maybe that we it was before, prior to Jesus. And it was, I think it was with Coleman, to be honest. Yeah, with I think you. we had Ronald right. Coleman. Yeah, yeah, and we went far in the Champions League, yeah. and we weren't very we, good in the league. And, and we beat Liverpool, uh, yeah. you know, one whole zero. Do you remember what we away. did in the league? We were terrible in the league. I, 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 I fine, <laughs> but but we, I, I'm talking about in the loose with top teams from Correct. the world came to the loose. We Correct. played them to beat them. Because and, the the way Coleman set up was perfect for the Champions League games because we were the underdog, right? And and I thought that. I mean, for the, for him, it worked out perfectly. In the league, it was a nightmare for him because it didn't work out so well. Fred says, "Atenção, Benfica no passado seja qual fosse o clube na luz, o Benfica mandava." He's at the mint, right? It, it's true, but again, given the current con- context, I think uh, is a little bit different. Red Baron says it's a good team. This team breezed right through the qualifying stages. They won all six games. Uh, we need to give Benfica credit specifically because we're obviously going through a tough time. Again, I I completely agree. Given the current circumstances, I think. That we need to give a little bit of, of leeway here, um, but I think Benfica in their in their prime and, and playing well and confident, I a hundred percent would agree with you, Oscar. That we can't be playing, you know, trying to kill off the last eight minutes, regardless of who the hell it's against. Um, but again, I, I go back to to what I said before, Bill. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to touch on that the Ajax. Like this this Ajax core is like they went they were like minutes away from a Champions League final a few years ago. Like Correct. this is a very good team that we kind of went we went to the with today and we could have gotten a positive result. But I think like Mike said, the context of everything going on in our season right now, with this being the first leg, I think coming away with a draw rather than a loss is um ideal here. Fred says, Olha, na luz contra a Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Milão, tinha uma equipa terrível, mas na luz empatamos e temos muita luta. Uh, again, right, contra a Juventus, ganhamos 2 a 1, salvo erro, com o Lima marca, Lima no final, yeah. marca no final. Uh, contra o Barcelona, como o Oscar disse, empatamos aquele jogo, o Moreto faz uma defesa num penalti, perdemos lá. But again, like, 
right? That Juve game, for example, is a completely different context, right? Like the team was playing very well that season, right? So it's like a completely different scenario around the team. Like this team need this team is crying out for confidence, for motivation. And I felt like with the like we finally had a stadium full of fans. And the fans weren't fucking shitting on the, the game players. didn't end with, with white flags <laughs> yeah, being fucking right? like, tossed around. I feel like the team is going to take a lot of positives from this game. Hopefully, right? Time will tell. For all we know, they'll show up on Sunday against Vitoria in the league and fucking Shit lay an themselves. egg. Yeah. Right? So uh, time, will, uh, time will tell. Ajax um, with Fizzorai. Yeah, again, their defense isn't that great, right? But again, they don't get tested very often because they don't give up the ball very often. Um, Diogo says, Kind of off topic. That pregame video released by Ajax gave me so many goosebumps. I know Oscar, you had your thoughts on that. What, were you, what do you have to say about it? I mean, the chest game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw the guy was going with, uh, with the Ajax past players, and then we came with our players, and I'm like, dude, I think I'll take Ajax players any day over the players that our guy mentioned. I'm like, I think he mentioned Ibra. Ibra. He said then, Ibra, and we said Di Maria. Di Maria, and I'm like, for this, like, I mean, I. Even as an icon uh, to to, but I think the Maria's a good, but man, let's not compare those two. I believe that IX is the one that uh, coordinated that, that video. That was IX's video. They that coordinated it, and I think yeah. what they were going after from a Benfica perspective was the more common names, right? Because when you say Ibrahimovic, I would have said Jonas Cardozo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? but that's those right. aren't those aren't more well-known names i would say so that's probably why yeah. they went with the media there i thought that one it didn't really make sense either yeah to me it didn't at all at all i mean we had so many you have players like that like rui costa they could have mentioned rui costa yeah. you could have yeah. mentioned jean vieira pinto you could have mentioned any anybody that like I'm just that surprised has... they didn't mention rui costa when they talked well, about rui costa like... wasn't at his best he didn't have his well, best years of my they were talking about the form True. When they went through all the players coming out of the, yeah. the they mentioned the Bernard, they met Bernardo Silva, Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm surprised at that point, like they didn't mention Rui because Rui, up until this recent crop, he was our yeah. shining star for academy yeah. players. And they, I liked how they ended with Ozebu though. That was, was like okay. And then he was like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, all right, let's yeah. walk away. Um, let's see. Red Baron says that Benfica team against Juve was one of the best Benfica teams in the last 20, 30 years. At least its level of soccer was. I agree. I think that yeah. that Benf- and I feel like a lot of our expectation now as Benfica fans, at least our generation, hinges on that quality, right? The Markoviches, the Limas, that team like was an absolute machine. And I feel like that's the bar for us now as fans, right? Like we need to compete at that level or else it's not good enough. And unfortunately we haven't been at that level in, in quite some time. Hopefully Dude, that, 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 that team, I don't think I, in our lifetime, I don't think we'll ever see a team like that. We, we spent more money now than we did at that hundred percent. Oh, and, and, and it was just like, they put the pieces came felt together oh, like it was like amazing like and 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 I give this this goes to Jesus right yeah. he, he, like Enzo was a right back and he sucked right yep. and not right back he was a right wing and he sucked right. as a right wing and then he put him in the midfield he adapted them right there and that guy was a machine probably one of the best midfielders box Moxie, to box. Moxie was a right wing and, and he, he was, was right slow back. as fuck and he played yeah. as a right back and Fabio Contrão Contrão yeah but but as box to box I don't think in Benfica's history or Benfica's my Benfica that I've watched. I don't think I've seen better than Enzo. What box to box number eight guy? Like I agree. he was, he was phenomenal. Like, uh, like legit a work. I think there's a lot of players on that team that we could say that for. Like, it's going to be hard to find another player that like 
goes up to that standard. Like it, it that team was was unbelievable. One one of my favorites of of that we've had, and I know we've had Jonas. Cardoso is obviously an icon, but Lima to me was one of my, the the guys that like almost goes forgotten, and he's like. Yeah. He was a beast. He a wasn't beast. flashy, but he did so yeah. much work, and he could a find beast. the back of the net. Red Baron yeah. says the Lodge football in those six months got close. Do you agree? With with, uh, I feel no like it names. was different. Yeah, with no with like not bigger like that team the Lodge the, the the team the Lodge had is a team that would probably go to a play Manchester United and not intimidate him or Tottenham or Everton. And the team that we had when we had the Lima, the Cardozo, the the Enzos, and all that. We'll go to, I think, make me feel comfortable to go to any stadium in the world and we will compete to win that game. Like, uh, that's how I felt that, that those years with Enfica. Speaking friends. on Lige, did you, did you see his comment? His comment, the, I think it was About today. when he got sacked? Yeah, he was like, just look at Pretty Benfica. Big. I was I was the yeah, manager of the year. I was manager of January, February, March, April. Lost two games and I was fired. He's like, that's why I always have my car keys in my pocket now. Yeah, but the the reality is he didn't lose two no, games. Yeah. He he had two wins in like thirteen games, yeah. or ten games. Um, Fred says, "Olhem bem para a equipa do Ajax. Defesa é muito lenta e bolas longas para as costas da defesa andam aos papéis." Uh, I agree. I should get. Yeah, but they don't they don't concede goals at all. So I, they, right. something must be working. Hey, but I mean, they conceded five goals in their last only five goals in their last like. 15 or 10 games or whatever and today they conceded two and they could have conceded more so uh, i think it's going to be a shootout um it's just a matter of can we be efficient uh with the chances that we get um fred also says all your manchester no ronaldo uh benfica ganhou dois uh um com aquele golo do bet yeah bet marca um e o giovanni giovanni Marco outro. Uh, I think that was the game that, that, that Ronaldo, Ronaldo gave, gave the, the fans finger. a finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, yeah uh, they, and, they had blue jerseys. Yeah, and we knocked them out of the Champions League. They had yeah, to win had, that. No, to they, they, it was it was uh, they got fourth oh, place. They got they yeah. got fourth place. We went they, yeah. we went through and they got went home. But we if they had won, they would have gone through, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Red Baron says, in terms of that video, they should have put Binya in there. Oh, that would have t- t- tilted it in our favor. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, would, I would have thought that was the worst video in the world. Imagine um, putting Binya and the Eusebio in the oh same my, sentence. Oh, my oh. God. Sentence shouldn't even be on the, in the same book, let alone the same <laughs> sentence. Um, Carlos Pereira says, Falta un trinco antiga. And, and this is a topic that I wanted to touch on before we close off. Is um, Given what we saw today... Uh, Right, a collective performance. I'm of the opinion that Benfica is realistically two or three pieces away from having a really solid team. Right, in my opinion, a solid midfielder. Um, in my opinion, a solid right back, and in my opinion, a solid left back that can defend consistently. Um, and, and and Carlos says here, falta un trinco antiga. Do you guys get the same sense, or do you think there's more pieces here that need to be replaced than just two or three touches to the team? Well, I'll start I think, with you. Dude, it's funny that Red said Red Baron said that because I was thinking Fesha <laughs> is like I was thinking Fesha. I was like I even mentioned it to you guys on the text message. Yep. I, I, Javi Garcia on our side would would make me think so much more better. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, th- I think I think I we think we need- have. I, I agree. I think I like Weigel, but I also I don't think he's a, a exactly. true trinco. Hold on, Bill, before you go. Aaron, tell us what you think. And those of you in the chat, let us know where you think Benfica needs to touch on. Are we two, three pieces away from being a very better or more consistent team? 
collectively and individually, or do you think there's more overhaul that needs to happen on this team? Bill, carry on. Um, what I was saying, I, I think I don't think Weigel's a, a true a, a true trin, a trinkle, but I also think like if you're looking at our needs, that might be one of like the lot like a trinkle to replace Weigel might be one of the last things I think I would look. You at. think it's the yeah. last? Fuck! I, think, I would say that's my first. <laughs> I don't. I think Weigel. I think Weigel is is very consistent. I think finding. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not like saying a, a true, that. I think coming in takes Weigel out. Right, but I, I I think finding a box to box or like a number ten of someone that's more creative, I think that is more important to our midfield than finding a true like a true like trinkle. But I, I agree. I think right back definitely because I don't I don't I like Gilberto, but I don't I don't think he's like the future right back of the no. team. I think we need. But the Fogo wants need, him too. There's rumors yeah. that they offer like um, four million. I think we need to. That needs to be addressed. So you say a right back. What else would you think we need? Grimaldo looks like he's gone, so a left back. Because okay. I don't think Gil Diaz can fucking do, do it. You need, or, do we think? Do you think we need anything in the front line? I think Verissimo coming back is 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 going to be make that that yep. the CBs yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, up top. It, I, it, I think it all depends on if people leave, but if. If we're just saying, saying the squad, current like, state, just the squad yeah, itself. I, I if you need to would, fill gaps, where would you go? I would go right back, left back, and then midfield. I wouldn't. I, I don't think. I think our, our. I think we have enough up top going forward. I think we need. Our biggest issue is creating those chances for those people. So I think getting someone in the midfield uh, that can create chances and and kind of transport that game like we've had Tarap been doing for the last couple of games. I think that is is very important. So you're saying right back, left back, and a box-to-box, and then a trinco? Yeah. In that order? Or are you going your box-to-box, right back, left back, trinco? I would say right back, box-to-box, left back, trinco. Okay. Um, I think the right back is is – very important. I, I don't. I, I just don't see Red Baron any of our options there. A right back, a good goalie, and a box to box. Um, Fred says, "Precisamos do Enzo Pérez, um Renato Sanches, um Ruben Dias, um Nelson Semedo, um Ederson, um Di Maria, um Bernardo Silva, um Cancelo. Acho que com este podemos ser campeões europeus com Guardiola como treinador." Fred acertou. Acho que... Eu acho que assinava para baixo. <laughs> Red Baron says, I'll take Gilles Dills to the airport of Botafogo. <laughs> um, and Diogo says, what are the lone players that could actually fit in Benfica squad right now, in your opinion? Uh, let me get Oscar's opinion on where he thinks we need to fill gaps first. All right. So I absolutely – I think we would be the midfield would be fine if we can get a, center, a, a defensive midfielder and push up Weigl and João Mario, right? Agreed. So so if you put in a Javi Garcia type of player – like right and move up uh, Vigo to uh, to basically be the the connecting and then Jean Mari be more like a, a number eight because I think Jean Mari playing that defensive role it hurts him I think he needs to be pushed up a little bit more mm-hmm. and I think Vigo also hurts him play Trinco so he needs to push up a little bit more getting a, a Javi Garcia type of player with Vigo Jean Mari as a trio in the middle I think will benefit the, our midfield making it a lot stronger so I think the defensive the central defensive midfield is my priority and then I would go to to, I think Gilberto does does a, a, a decent job. Obviously, we need a, we need a, some kind of re- reinforcement for the right and left. 
because Grimaldo obviously needs uh, somebody that to back him up or replace him when he when we need to defend. And the Gilberto doesn't. I mean, we talked Diogo Gonçalves up a lot, a lot, but I think he also benefits the system with three defensive three center backs, right? So I think the the defensive midfield is to me the priority. And then up front, I. I like Everton on the on the left when he had, we have the ball and he's actually been stepping up a little bit so so that could stay there. Raf on the right when he's on he's on, and then on the, to as a striker I think we Sefrovic is probably past his time at Benfica. I think it's it's it, I I respect him. I will not talk shit about him, but I think he's he, it's time to to you know new challenge move, new challenge there. Uh, I hope Yarmichuk steps up and and is a player that we're all thought he could be or think he can be even though i've already saw in newspapers that uh that they're finding him a home or they're trying to get rid I of i saw him. that too but then he also had an interview and said that Rui costa expects a lot from him and he 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 wants to stay so right right and and so i think we needed a, a striker as well because I, I we need somebody that can pull score goals and guarantee goals right and uh, at this point we have hit and miss with darwin and nobody else Fred says, boa noite, abraço grande. Como te disse, o Benfica não perdeu hoje, fui à luz. Pelos vistos, tenho que ir mais vezes. É verdade, Fred. Para o próximo jogo, domingo, é ver se está lá, para ver se o Benfica não perde. Um abraço, obrigado por participar aqui no nosso cantinho. E uma boa noite. Red Baron says, we also need players that can come off the bench and keep the same level. That's where the formação may help. There's a couple already at this point. We can't go out and spend 100 million again. Completely agree. Diogo says, João Mário should play like Renato Sanchez from Walmart type. He's a he's a downgraded version of of not Sanchez, I guess. Um, touching on Diogo's question, which was players who could fit that are on loan right now. So I have uh, I'll bring up the list of players that are on loan. Um, Is it a massive list like it used to be? It's not surprisingly. Uh, hold on, let me make this well, bigger for you peasy, guys. Peasy, absolutely. Uh, so here's the list of players that are on loan. Can you guys see that? Is that big enough? One more zoom in. Hold or is that on. Throw so we got Vukotic at the bottom, so we'll just remember that one. So we got Carlos Vinicius, Florentino, Jetson, Pizzi, Jota, Gabriel, Ferro, Chiquinho, Tomás Tavares, Tiago Dantas, German, Conti, Nuno Santos, and Pedro Pereira, and uh, Ivan Vukotic is at Boa Vista. Of these players, uh, do you see anyone here that could potentially fit in. I mean, when I look at it first glance, I think uh, Florentino, maybe. Um, I'm of the opinion that PZ is likely not going to play for Benfica again, um, yeah, just wrong. given the circumstances. I could be wrong, um, but we'll see. Jota, I guess it depends on, you know, does he trust the process of, of what they're offering him if they do offer him an extension. Gabriel has some really good numbers in his loan spell. Uh, again, he's playing in Qatar, I believe it is, or the UAE. Um, so different level. Um, but I mean, the Gabriel that we saw on the Bruno Lage was, was pretty good, but Bill, I'll ask you anyone here in this loan list that you think could come back and have some sort of impact at Bayfica next season. Uh, I, I mean, we, I think we touched on it on the last pod. I think Jota to me insulin kind of stands out just because of the season. He's looked like he's having that at, um, Celtic. Um, other than that, I I don't really. I mean, Florentino. We keep fucking hearing 
about him, but he never. He was supposed to come back, but then right. yeah, I don't even, even think when he's, he's he's playing there again. Yeah, and even when he's like does the preseason, like he never really pans out. Um, so I, I mean, I think he's probably done for. Same, I mean, same thing with Jetson, and I'd be very surprised if PZ was to come back. Um. I mean, the only yeah. other one is Vinicius, right? O- Oscar loves him. I, I hated him. I, I didn't like him at all. But I think I think I, if we leave, if we we lose Seth and we don't we don't we don't want to invest money, Vinicius is an obvious an obvious name to come back. I don't disagree with that. I I wasn't his biggest fan, but he can score goals. But I think yeah. he would be a good option as a backup. Um, some quality, or, or even can, or even compete with the we with could. the Armin Chuk and Darwin. I mean, that's that. I think he would he would uh, do fine if if we lose Seth and and Seth and we need a place a guy to play there. Why not? He scores goals. He was our lead, he played for one year for us, and he was our leading goal scorer in the in the, in the league. Red Baron Sestino is probably one of the biggest disappointments I had up until now. Uh, he says, "No sense." Uh, who is at he's at Pastos now, right? If I'm not mistaken, Think yeah, so. Pastos. He was at Bovista last year. He had a good year last year too at, at Bovista. Uh, Red Baron says Vinny is sold. I was their, just thinking that option is mandatory. I wasn't sure if it was optional or mandatory, but now that I think of it, I believe he is right that it was mandatory. Um, with Olympiacos? No, he's at PSV. Yeah, PSV. Oh, PSV is right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was a two-year loan. Yeah. Um, Diogo says Nuno Santos surprised me a lot this season. He surprised me last year. I don't know if you guys saw him, but at Boa Vista last year, he looked really good. Um, but again, right, playing at Pasto Ferreira, playing at Boa Vista is a completely different level than playing at Benfica. But again, yep. you don't you won't know until they actually get that chance. Has um, is Tavares playing at Pasto? Tomas Tavares. Um, let me I mean, see. I looked that at that stands out just because I know we like Florent- we need Florentino. Right for back. example, in the last twelve games, he's the most he's played is one game he played 86 minutes, but then other than that, he was out six games. He, he was on the bench. And then the other games, he played one minute, 16 minutes, 29 minutes. So he's not getting much playing time. Um, for Tomas Tavares, uh, he has this season six appearances. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, hold on. So that was six appearances in the Super League. Hold on. Let me look at this whole thing. So in the entire season, he's got 11. Oh, wait, hold awesome. on. This is Super League. Fuck, it keeps filtering. All season, he has 19. 11 games in the league, 6 Conference League, and 2 in the Swiss Cup. Uh, he's got 11 or 1,200 minutes. Um, so, I mean, not bad. He played 90 minutes the first half of the season, and then the last 9, 10 games, he's been on the bench, not in the squad, 90 minutes twice. So, again, there's a lot of inconsistencies there, right, which makes it difficult for these guys to build – some routines. Um, but again, I'm not too, I'm not very hopeful of the guys that are out on loan. Uh, Diogo says, unfortunately I cannot see the big federal once we saw playing firmly in Benfica again. I know he looked like a stud. Yeah. Jesus, he was, dude. he sure as hell was a big federal. That's for sure. <laughs> but then he fell apart. Dude. I remember saying he was going to be better than Ruben Diaz. I said the same thing. I thought he was going to be better, but boy, did he, he tricked us. Uh, Red Baron says conference league. Yeah. He was, he was playing in the conference league. Tomas Tavares. Um, to wrap it up here, uh, Benfica plays against Vitoria Sport Club um, on Sunday, one o'clock at the Stade de Luz. Um, again, we're we're turning the chip here, based on what we've seen between the league and the Champions League now, and now we're going back to the league. Uh, 
Bill, I'll start with you. Thoughts on this game? Just quick expectations. Do you, uh, do you think that the team uh, physically is going to show um, some fragility there in the sense of, you know, they, they put a lot in the line here and, and they're potentially going to run into one of those lulls where it's like you come out of typically the teams when they go from Champions League to the league, there's normally kind of like a break there from a motivational perspective, from a performance perspective. Are you expecting that given what we've seen or, or do you think that this performance could kind of lift the team? We have three league games between now and Ajax uh, in Amsterdam. We play, we play uh, Vitoria, we go to Portimonense and then we play Vizela at home. Vizela at home. All right. So we have three league games right now between then between now and the game in Amsterdam. So how are you feeling about this game? Do you think we're going to have a, a struggle here? Do you think that it could project this team uh, to, to a, a strong finish? With with the Benfica we've seen in these la- in the last like two months, who fucking knows? Like it, it is Jekyll and Hyde. Like we could come in against uh, Vitoria and play pressure like we did today, and then the first half against Boavista, and then we could look like shit in the second half, or we could come in and just look lethargic and like shit from the beginning. Like it just, we haven't been consistent at all this season. I mean, our only consistency is our inconsistency, I guess, um, which is horrible because we've had results like the one we had today, which should in theory kind of motivate the team and kind of bring your morale up a bit. But um, until they can prove me wrong, I just you can't expect much from this team in back-to-back games. Like I, I just, I, I, in my heart, I want to say they're going to come out and play well, but I just have a feeling that we're going to come out and we're going to look sloppy and lethargic and tired and um, more the squeak usual. out. Yeah, going to squeak out like a tie or something. Okay, Oscar, are you of the same opinion? Uh, Dima Reyes hasn't been playing well either. They've been losing they games left and right. So, right. I mean, th- this is a big, big opportunity for Benfica to show up, play well, win the game, and after coming back from this positive result in Champions League, I think it's uh, they, these guys are coming motivated, and I well, I think we'll win, and it's going to be more than two goals. Okay, okay. Guimarães is 2-0-3 in their last five. Uh, scored eight, conceded nine. Benfica is 3-1-1 one, one in their last five. Uh, scored ten, conceded six. Um, Guimarães is currently sixth with 30 points. Benfica's third with 51. Like Red Baron says, Braga's creeping up on us. They're seven points back. We still have to go play at Braga uh, later this season. So, um, you know, you know, it's funny that we're playing a team that uh, has two rejects from us, right? Varela Ooh. and uh, oh, Alvesavelu. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we have another guy that loves scoring on Benfica and will do anything to beat Benfica's Correa. So. Yeah. We'll see. SLBES says, uh, if you can need a morale booster, this game might turn them around, but it'll be hard since they know that even the second may be unattainable at this point. True. I mean, it's still within reaching distance, but it's going to be tough. Um, Red Baron says, Bullseye Bill, uh, with this Benfica team, unfortunately. Uh, All over the place. Red Baron says, we beat Barcelona and lost to Porto B, a.k.a. Porto Munez. So, yeah, exactly, right? The, the, the Rasaka game after a Champions League performance uh, typically is the one, is that banana peel that, that you run into. So we'll see. Um, 
Thank you to everyone that was in the comments. There was a lot of uh, new names, a lot of common names. Um, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, if you follow us on on YouTube or on Facebook, uh, if you just like the page, um, it doesn't count as a follow. So if you go to our, our page and, and click the follow button, um, it would be greatly appreciated. I know that many of you still get notifications, so you think you follow the page, which in fact, Facebook is, is tricky that way. So. Um, don't just hit the thumb, uh, hit the follow button as well. Um, we will be back next week if you can play Sunday. So we'll be back, should be back on a regular schedule, which is on Monday evening, um, to recap the V30 game. Uh, gentlemen, any last thoughts before we sign off? Hey, I, I, uh, it was a good performance. I just hope we keep this momentum. I'm just Bless. happy I didn't have to take a shot today. <laughs> gentlemen as always it was a pleasure we'll be back next week uh, viva benfica and uh, sleep well viva benfica boys, boys.